Uh, Donald Trump is giving a news conference, and I want to say, folks, Donald Trump is not welcome on my television. I don't want him or them slimy Republicans in Congress on my TV. I bought my television. I paid for my TV. It's mine. (laughs) I don't have to have his ass up there lying and being a narcissist. You know, I don't want Donald Trump nowhere on my television, and I hope you don't either. Don't even watch this guy, because that's what he wants. That's what he gets off on, attention. Don't even give it to him. I hope they say the ratings are the lowest ever, you know. Uh, and majority of the people that I know, especially on, on social media, are saying the same thing. They don't want Donald Trump on that television, and he should not be on your TV. He's an asshole. He's a liar. He's a traitor. He's a criminal. Uh, uh, he's a sexual harasser. Mis- he gets away with all this shit, but other people go to jail, like Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, 80 years old, blind, and he gets prison time for doing some of the same thing that these jackasses have done and gotten away with it. Some people are saying he got it. Uh, Donald Trump and his goons get away with prison time because they're white. Especially when it's involving sexual harassment or sexual misconduct. And Donald Trump is the king pussy pussy grabber. He is a king pussy grabber. There's no doubt about that. And his ass is and his ass got to be the nerve to have some sort of a news conference trying to educate us, tell us what's happening, as if we should believe anything that's coming out of his mouth, his lying mouth. A third woman have has resurrected and she's come out against Brett Kavanaugh, as you probably know if you're following the news and you're following all all of this. She's come out. Now he is toast. The Democrats are saying that uh, he should immediately withdraw. They're asking Trump to withdraw his uh, uh, pick, Brett Kavanaugh. But Trump is not going to withdraw this guy because why? Because Kavanaugh is Donald Trump's get-out-of-jail card. He's the Republican's uh, I'm-above-the-law card. He's the Republican's uh, I want you to destroy everything that has been uh, issued in the United States over the last 100, 200 years. I want you to take us back to 1934 Germany. This is what this is why they don't want to do it. They keep saying Democrats, Democrats, Democrats. Yeah, Democrats should be running this. Democrats should be opening their mouth and forcing this shit. We don't want this man on the court. He's the same as Donald Trump, a sexual predator. He's a liar. He's, he's a traitor to his country, more likely, because of Donald Trump. If he's supporting Donald Trump, you're a traitor to your country. All of these women coming forth, these people are not lying, especially when they have witnesses. A lot of these women have witnesses. They were there. They were a part of these fret parties and drunk parties. They were part of it. The Republicans, no, no, no. They don't want an investigation. They don't even want to ask questions of some of these uh, people who are uh, alleging these charges. They don't want to even ask questions. They go out and hire somebody to ask questions, to do their jobs for them because they're scared as shit. And you talking about watching Donald Trump give a speech? Give me a break. And a lot of people are already complaining about his, his speech. One guy is saying, the stupidest man 
to ever wear a pair of pants, he can't breathe without lying about himself. Women make him nervous by asking him questions because they are smarter than he is and he knows it but he and he doesn't like it so he spills a lot of bullshit so he cuts them off to dismiss them yeah he knows that they are smarter than he is he knows women are smarter than he is he knows that the women are smarter than most of them had jackass republicans in congress this is just awful what the country is going through This mess, this garbage, this bullshit that the Republicans, the crooked Republicans, the thuggish, the mob Republicans are doing to the – and say we should like it. They are committing crimes right in front of our face. They are – it's not about the Constitution. It's about the rule of law here. They are committing crimes. They are obstructing justice. They're lying. They're uh, – doesn't they don't think much about the law and they don't give a damn if you care they don't give a shit about their their constituency the people who voted their asses in the office it's all about getting this guy uh, on the court even if he's even if he's raped 20 women put him on the court put him make him a supreme court uh judge the democrats got it all and they should be fighting this this tooth to nail up in the midterms, and the Republicans are going to get bit up their asses, and they know it. They want to do something because they want to do something fantastic, something uh, to make America uh, remember them because they're going to be out in the fucking streets without a fucking job in a few weeks if they sit this guy. They're going to be, whether they sit this guy or not, they're going to be out. And they know it. Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, Mike Pence, all of these jackass Republicans who want to destroy America and say it's the best thing to be and say it's the best thing to do. This is just crazy. And this guy's giving a conference, a news conference on television. And a lot of people are criticizing it already. Some this woman is saying it was a hot mess. And another woman is saying, uh, friends of mine, he's crazier than a bastard rat. (laughs) And he is. But this is what Donald Trump wants. He wants attention. Even if you agree with him, if you do not agree with him, as long as he knows that you've seen him and you've heard him, that keeps him going. That keeps him going. Yeah, Brett Kavanaugh, I don't think this guy is going to be set, not with these three or four women coming out with credible stories. I'm pretty sure the, the, these media outlets and these uh, news organizations would not have brought this lady forward if they didn't think she had something credible and that she was believable. The new lady is uh, Julie Swetnick or something, if I'm pronouncing her name correctly. And she she's saying that uh, uh, Kavanaugh stood in line to gang rape girls, something to that effect. And she's saying there are witnesses. There are witnesses. And, there's, and I'm hearing that some of the witnesses have already called in to Congress, but these jackasses will, will not listen to these, to these other people, the witnesses, to Kavanaugh's crimes. They will not 
witnesses. I understand that Maryland doesn't have a statute of limitations. That's where some of these crimes occur, occurred. Uh, so therefore, without them having a statute of limitations, this shit could go to court. He could go to trial for this. And just think about it. Bill Cosby, actor, comedian, philanthropist, he's in jail for this. And he has a they've they've gave him a gave him a label of uh uh mean sexual predator. They gave him some kind of label and it, it's not a good label. And then you have Trump, you have Harvey Weinstein, you have Matt Lauer, you have Bill O'Reilly, and you have other people who have uh been proven to be sexual predators. Why aren't they in jail? Well, some people say, well, their crimes were not uh, as convoluted as Bill Cosby's. I don't buy that shit. That's bull crap. And then there are some people who say it's blatant racism. The black guy goes to jail because the white guy's who commit the same crimes, they are more privileged. Bullshit. This is just, this is just totally, totally unreal what's going on in America. And everybody, I want to say thanks for uh, listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Of course, we were off yesterday, but there was plenty of uh, uh, recorded podcasts out there that you could listen to that you can enjoy and it's just awful and I want to say uh, we are recording out of the city of Chicago it's a beautiful day, it's dull, it's gray, it's been raining, it's cooler and it feels just like fall people, If if you understand what fall feels like then you know what I'm talking about, right and uh, it's a beautiful day, and it's a beautiful time in the city of Chicago, and I hope it's nice and everywhere where you are, and I hope you're not letting this get you down. And the people from other countries, I know you're saying, well, we get, we get everything we want to get from George Wilder Jr., his show. Uh, a lot of people say, well, you should, you should listen to Donald Trump. You should, <laughs> you should, so you can talk about it, so you re- I don't need to listen to Donald Trump. Of course, Donald Trump is the president of the United States. Uh, you're going to hear things he say. Uh, you're going to read things he say. You're going to hear them because it's all over the place. He's, pres- he's the president of the United States. But the thing about Donald Trump, he loves attention. He loves the power that he's getting. And I do believe when some people say that he's going down, he is. He is, and I've said, and I've been saying it almost every day on the show that Donald Trump is going down. I, Brett Kavanaugh is going down. Either, either Donald Trump is going to change his mind and withdraw his nomination for this guy, or either Brett Kavanaugh, the nominee himself, he's going to quit. He can't go through this because if he if if the republicans and they say they're going to do an up and down vote on this i believe friday the republicans go through with this and seat this guy on the supreme court and there's plenty of evidence that he could have uh done some of these alleged crimes without an investigation from the republicans the democrats would do one and if it's found to be true any of these allegations found to be true he will be yanked up off that Supreme Court immediately. 
immediately. But the Republicans want to sit this guy so bad it's a damn shame. And I'm also hearing that that um, Fox News is having a hissy fit over all of this. <laughs> they are having a hissy fit. Now, it, it probably pays to tune in to watch them just go nuts with lies and in the window and all of this type of shit that they're coming up with. Totally bullshit, I call it, you know. But it will get you a box of popcorn and a Coke or something and turn on Fox News and just just laugh your ass off because they are having a hit fit of their because this is basically a Republican propaganda news station. And this is where Republicans run when they want to get on television, Fox News. I mean, they are partisan as hell, and they don't care. They don't give a fuck. They don't care if you like it. It's what they want. And I've said this a thousand times. It's all about the Republican Party. The Republican Party don't give a shit about you or me, the people who gave them their jobs. Uh, the right House, The White House belongs to the American people. It doesn't belong to Donald Trump. He's making money hand or fist. That's illegal. They're going to get his ass. I'm wondering what happened to the um, the um, ch- uh, all those six lawsuits are against Donald Trump. Six. Uh, either one could bring him down. And I still say the reason why we're not hearing anything about these lawsuits is because it's too close to the midterms. And a lot of these folks who are suing Donald Trump they're going to come after his ass after the midterms are over because they don't want to come out right now because it's a few weeks before the midterms because they will be accused. They will be accused of um, of uh, well they they will be accused by the Republicans of of uh, bad timing. You know Republicans love that the timing. You know. What the fuck is this? The, the, the timing? It's all about the timing. So I, and I do think that's what Mueller is all about, too. He's going to go uh, – he's going to uh, spring a lot of this shit on Donald Trump after the midterms, and I think Donald Trump knows it's coming. He knows this stuff is coming. He knows what's coming. He knows uh, – Donald Trump knows what's going to break in the news about his administration before we do. So he knows it, and so he can try to get himself together and get his lies straight. You know, but this is just horrible. I mean, what's going on in America? Uh, but we need to clean it. We need to clean this toilet out. We need to flush these turds down the fucking sewer. Down the drain into the sewer. We need to, I mean, this is really bad. This is really awful. And Donald Trump is just making a stench much worse. Because he thinks he's God. He thinks he's king. He thinks he's a dictator. He's an idiot. He's a stupid ass. Uh, pardon my uh, language, folks. It's just that uh, sometimes things get that way where you're just beside yourself. Have you ever saw Bill Maher? Bill Maher? I think he has a great show. I've, I've seen it. And when I first tuned in to Bill Maher, um, I was surprised when I heard him use profanity. He cussed on his show. <laughs> he cursed. And he, there were three or four guests. And he was cursing. With, but he was doing it in a mildly humorous, comedic way. 
I mean, he wasn't really, you know, he didn't have an attitude or anything like that. He was, it was just what he does on his show. Every now and then, he'll use a curse word. I mean, I think that's where I got it from, folks. And I realize a lot of people say, we don't want to go on the George Wilder Jr. show. He's using bad language, and it's supposed to be a family show. You realize how many kids, teenagers use bad language? How many, how many children use bad language? I mean, it's, still, it's 2018. It's, it's the way of the world. It's the way of things, things going. And if I offend anybody by using um, profanity or bad language or, or whatever you want to call it, or inappropriate language, um, yeah, I'm, I'm too bad. <laughs> what can I say? Too bad. It's, uh, you can always cut it off, turn the channel, or listen to another radio show, a podcast, or whatever you want to do. But the George Wilder Jr. show is what it is. All right. Um, I don't know if Trump's news conference is is over or, or if it's still going. I, if it's over, I'm pretty sure a lot of news outlets are, are telling us um, – all about it, and I really don't want to hear about it. I can go and from you know people on social media because they are really, really riveting. It's just riveting. He's crazier than a bastard rat. Someone said he stupid supports stupid. He is a hot mess. <laughs> but you know what? I don't watch him. I don't watch his speech because I know there's nothing about his speech that's newsworthy. And and this one here. This current one, it's not newsworthy. There's nothing. It's all about himself. It's all about pr- protecting and supporting this supposedly sexual predator, Brent, Brett Kavanaugh, to sit his ass down on the uh, Supreme Court. Trump has to have Brett Kavanaugh because Brett Kavanaugh would get his ass up out of jail. That's why he's so desperately wanting to sit Brett Kavanaugh and trying to get you and me to turn against the Democrats when it's the Democrats that are doing the right thing and keeping his ass off the court so that Trump will have no problem going to jail, sitting right beside Bill Cosby, maybe Bill O'Reilly and some of the other sexual perverts out there. Um I'm hearing Harvey Weinstein will have some sort of date in court in the near future. Let's hope that's um, soon, very soon, very soon. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show, and we just broke right into it, didn't we, folks? <laughs> we broke right into it. Uh, it's it's always something every day coming out of this administration. Not it. Actually, it seems like every few hours something is coming out of this administration and it's never good it's never good at, you know it's never good all right the george walter jr show is now on the air we're gonna go with something here and um i think avenatti said there was more tapes there's always more more of everything we'll be right back people
tonight's headline, Tweet Storm. President of the United States has spent the past few days denying that the deaths of 3,000 American citizens in Puerto Rico even occurred. That's right. President Trump wants us to believe that the official death toll in Puerto Rico, 2,975, the number of people who died as a direct result of the storm and the federal government's insufficient response to it, is a hoax, a lie, a conspiracy against him, because that's how pathologically insecure he is. September 20th, less than a week away, marks one year since Maria ravaged Puerto Rico, and we just recently got the official death figures, and no thanks to the federal government. The governor of Puerto Rico had to ask researchers at George Washington University to get actual figures, figures that the president is now insisting must be made up. Just last night, Trump tweeted, when Trump visited the island territory last October, officials told him in a briefing 16 people had died from Maria, according to the Washington Post. This was long after the hurricane took place. Over many months, it went to 64 people. Then, like magic, 3,000 people killed. They hired GW Research to tell them how many people had died in Puerto Rico. How would they not know this? This method was never done with previous hurricanes because other jurisdictions know how many people were killed 50 times last original number. No way. This latest tweet storm comes a day after Trump accused Democrats, yes, Democrats, of inflating the number just to make him look bad. Of course, he offered no evidence to support his wild claim because there is none. It's a lie. And it's a particularly odious one. Here's the deal. This president, it appears, is incapable of ex expressing empathy, the basic human decency, or even accepting reality when confronted with it. That's both disturbing and alarming. But this is sadly what we've come to expect from him, and it seems pointless to ask him to do better. What is stunning to me, however, is the lack of pushback from Republican leadership. In response to the president's offensive tweets denying the deaths of American citizens, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has said nothing. Speaker of the House Paul Ryan has said he has no reason to doubt the numbers. Okay. Senator Lindsey Graham questioned the methodology of the report. Here's an idea. Compel your government to do its job and assess the death toll itself, and you wouldn't have to question the methodology of a college-commissioned study. But how hard is it for a member of Congress to say the president is wrong, the numbers are right, Puerto Rico has suffered enough, and this just adds insult to injury? Why does that, acknowledging the deaths of American citizens, suddenly require political courage? Why does that now imperil an elected official's re-election efforts? Why does that somehow become partisan? Because the President of the United States is a bully and the Republicans who support him are cowards. Meanwhile, another storm, equally as real, continues to wreak its havoc on the southeastern coast. What started as a... Hey everybody, the George Wilder Jr. Show is now in session. The finest internet radio talk show and podcast in the land of Illinois on the north side of the great, great city of Chicago. You are now on the air. Fun time, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. Have a great time.
China, I'm quoting him here. I'm quoting Donald Trump, folks. China loves my very big brain. Expensive money. Trump said that um, China loves my very big brain. He really said this. It's all over the internet. It's it's and if you watched his news conference, which I don't watch, I don't watch anything. Uh, pertaining to Donald Trump because I know it's not newsworthy. It's going to be filled with lies and bullshit and crazy uh, things he's going to say. His vocabulary is not that big, if it's big at all. And uh, um, they got it down here, breaking news. China loves my big brain. Wow. Donald Trump doesn't have a brain at all. (laughs) Always trying to brag about himself because so many other people, most people, of putting them down, even people around the country. Uh, I mean, we saw on video where Donald Trump was bragging about his accomplishments as president of the United States, and we know there are no accomplishments, that he has none. None. He's too busy warring with the American people. That's, that's his accomplishment, taking away and uh, making life worse for a lot of us. And he intentionally does that because they say, well, he's a fighter. Well, we don't like him. He doesn't like us. But I'm quoting here again, China loves my very big brain. (laughs) It's so funny. You know, uh, uh, he's just so stupid. (laughs) 
he's just so crazy. He's he's comical. He, he, when he doesn't try to be funny, but if something comes off as funny, he's gonna try and lie and say he was in on it, in on the joke or whatever it was. Uh, as I move on to, if you if you saw the conference uh, uh, that he had, I think it was earlier today or where where they laughed at him, the United Nations and New York, he gave a conference and they laughed at him right on tape. And now uh, there are so many people on Fox News and denying that he, they did not laugh at him. When it's clear and plain, right in front of your face, they laughed at this president. The world laughed at him. And then later on, Donald Trump figured out he was going to go out and say something that he was in on the joke. How could he have been on a joke when he said right there on camera he did not know that was coming? It's just mind-boggling to try to figure out Donald Trump and this lying administration and that hissy fit, crazy, bad shit, crazy Fox News. They're going loony over there, over this, Brett Kavanaugh. Okay, the Dems. I agree with the Dems. I think the Dems are doing good. The Judiciary Dems unanimously saying withdraw now, and he should. He should. But let, let's not get too far further on this because the Republicans are still in control. So let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Ahead of ourselves, what I'm trying to say is coming. It's, it's hard trying to come. It's hard coming out. Anyway, um, the Dems are unanimous when they're saying withdraw, and they are. And it's about time they start showing some backbone because for so many years, and this is true, the Dems, the Democrats have been spineless, ballless, cowards, afraid of the Republicans themselves. But now they're standing up for something because they know that something is here and they can stop this man. Trump and the Republicans do not want to stop Kavanaugh. Trump, I think there was something written or reported that said that said Trump actually said that he was maybe open to not supporting Kavanaugh. And then Trump, I mean, Trump, 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 whatever turned around and said, hey, he's going to support Kavanaugh because he thinks what uh, Michael Avenatti has done in bringing forth a third uh, a alleged victim, he's called Michael Avenatti lowlife and a very, very uh, bad attorney or something to that effect. But anyway, he called Michael Avenatti a name uh, for bringing a third lady. And Michael Avenatti, he's a great lawyer. I think he's a beautiful lawyer. Um, I don't mean that in a sexy way or anything. I think I think he's a great lawyer. I think he's a more a competent lawyer, and he shot back at Donald Trump. He called Donald Trump a, a habitual liar. He called Donald Trump a narcissist. That's what I like. A lot of people, Donald Trump, say something to, uh, call him a name or embarrass them. You know. Uh, say rotten things about them. They don't. They don't say anything back. They don't hit back. He hit back. That's the kind type of guy I am. If somebody says something about me that's not true, that's unfair, you know, I'm gonna come back at them. I mean, you say something about my wife. You say something about my kids. You say something about 
me personally, I'm coming back at you. I'm going to say something about you, maybe about your wife, your kids, your family. You, in this day and age, you have to fight fire with fire. And that's why And the Democrats have been without that for a long time, a very long time. I mean, somebody blowing their faces, they go hide somewhere. But now they've got grown a pair, hopefully grown a pair. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. It's a beautiful, beautiful spring, uh, fall day here. Fall, not spring, fall. Um, I'm, ha- I'm having memory lapses. You remember when you used to say, well, we're having a senior moment. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> but uh, I'm with George Carlin. He said, well, anybody could have had a moment like that. Maybe a 20-year-old. You know, I agree with him. Anyway, um, this is just, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Every, every day, every hour, every minute, something comes out of this White House. It's just ridiculous. You report it, you talk about it, you write about it, and suddenly something else comes out. <laughs> something else comes up. You report it, you talk about it, I mean, you live it, and then something else comes out of this. Donald Trump talks out of his ass. He doesn't know what he's saying. He doesn't know how. He just talks. China loves my large brain. He is a totally, totally embarrassment to the United States of America. And the Republicans are just as embarrassing because they will not do anything about him um, because they're afraid of him. Republicans are afraid of Donald Trump. They are totally, totally afraid of him. Uh, Joe Biden said something that the Democrats are going to win the House. The Democrats are going to win the Senate, and we are going to liberate Donald Trump from the Republicans. I doubt it. I doubt if you can set them free from the Republicans. Donald Trump is their king, their master, but he's not the master of Americans. He may be the master of those guys, those old-ass guys in Congress. If you thought about it, Who's wrecking America? If you think about it, who's wrecking America? Who's trying to take America down? Muslims, African Americans, Chinese, Iran, Russia. White people are trying to take America down. All of these old white Orrin Hatch. I think this guy is about 90 years old. You got Chuck Grassley, he's 85. You got John Cornyn. He's about 85. You got all these old ass men, no women, no women, in Congress taking America down. Old gray ass fucking men trying to tell a woman what she could do with her body. Old ass men. If they hadn't uh, ran for Congress, they'd be, they probably would have been on Social Security, like so many other Americans. And you would think people, on, people in Congress, people your age in Congress, if you're 60 or over your age in Congress, you thought they would have some sort of empathy for you because you know, you, you're the same age as they are. They're your peers. No, 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 no. Not these jackasses. They don't care if you starve or drop dead in the middle of the street. They'll dance on your grave, these assholes in Congress. 
But anyway, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. It's just so much news coming out of Washington, folks, and it's all bad. It's all bad. And this show right here is a show for you. You know, I mean, we are all about voting. And I'm hearing that early voting will start in some states, in some areas, as early as, as, early as next week. Around, I think around October 2nd. Um, as early as next week, early voting, early voting. And usually early voting um, spells a Democrat, a Democratic win, you know. And I've had people ask me, George, do you think we should get rid of the Electoral College? If it, <laughs> Well, if it gives us people like Donald Trump, hell yeah. <laughs> yes, we should get rid of it. Slimy Republicans, yes, we should get rid of it. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We're going to take a break right here. Let's see, music one. Let's see what that that's all about. That's a clip. Breaking news at this hour is that Chuck Grassley has confirmed, the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, that Rachel Mitchell, the Maricopa County uh, attorney in the prosecutor's office there who specializes in prosecuting sex crimes, will ask the questions for Republicans during the hearing on Thursday in which Brett Kavanaugh will appear to defend himself against a charge of sexual assault uh, in which uh, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford will make to the committee in her testimony. Dr. Ford will testify first, Brett Kavanaugh will testify second. Republican senators are afraid of asking a single question. And so they are flying in a woman prosecutor from 2,000 miles away in Arizona to do that job for them tonight. Her name is Rachel Mitchell. That was a secret being held by Republicans all day for reasons we cannot fathom. But now Chuck Grassley has confirmed that is the person who the Republican men of the Senate Judiciary Committee have asked to do their job for them because they know they can't. And they're running scared. All of them are. The Republicans are running scared now on the, com- uh, the Kavanaugh nomination tonight. 
How scared are they? Consider this. Republican Senator John Kyle was actually working, as I said before, as one of Brett Kavanaugh's guides through the United States Senate confirmation process before he was appointed to fill John McCain's Senate seat. And now Senator John Kyle is afraid to even say that he still supports Brett Kavanaugh's nomination. According to Politico, John Kyle, quote, declined to commit to a yes vote for Kavanaugh if and when the time comes. When Republican senators are running scared, they don't want you to know that. They want you to think that they're confident. And so Mitch McConnell and Chuck Grassley are trying to pretend that the Kavanaugh confirmation is a done deal, but there is no reason to believe that. Mitch McConnell and Chuck Grassley are actually desperately trying to build confidence among Republican senators by announcing the scheduling of a committee vote on Brett Kavanaugh's nomination the day after the hearing, Friday at 9.30 a.m. Here, here is that notice of the scheduling of that vote. And it is actually the rescheduling, and it says it right up there, the rescheduling of a notice of a vote on the Kavanaugh confirmation that Chuck Grassley had already scheduled for yesterday, for Monday morning. This notice has no more validity than the first time that this notice was issued for yesterday morning. This notice simply means that the Republicans on the Judiciary Committee will vote on the confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh the day after the hearing if and only if they think that they can get away with voting the day after the hearing. And because 85-year-old Chuck Grassley in his 37th year in the United States Senate has lost whatever grasp he ever had on Senate strategy, he was forced to turn over his cards after issuing this notice today. He tweeted this. Judiciary Committee noticed potential executive meeting for Friday, still taking this one step at a time after hearing Dr. Ford and Judge Kavanaugh's testimony. If we're ready to vote, we will vote. If we aren't ready, we won't. Committee rules normally require three days notice, so we're following regular order. When committee chairmen are confident of what they're doing, when they issue a vote notice, in the committee, they never, ever, ever say, if we aren't ready to vote, we won't. I have never, ever heard, seen a committee chairman in the Senate say anything like that, ever. Well, and one of the reasons that Chuck Grassley put out that tweet after the notice of a scheduled vote is that the Republican senators whose votes Chuck Grassley and Mitch McConnell do not yet have did not want their constituents to think that they were rushing this, that they were going to rush it into a vote the next day. And so today, Senator Bob Corker suggested it's not just three or four Republican senators whose votes might be in doubt. I'd say there's actually a, a large number of Republicans that will pay a large number. I know, I know the media keeps characterizing, you know, three or four people, but I'd say there's a large number of them that want to see firsthand uh, the accusation and the rebuttal. The large number of Republicans who know that this confirmation is in trouble includes Donald Trump. Don Donald Trump knows it's in big trouble. And Donald Trump is running scared on this one, and that's why Donald Trump has changed tactics and is now attacking Brett Kavanaugh's second accuser, Deborah Ramirez. Donald Trump didn't do that when Brett Kavanaugh's first accuser emerged publicly, Professor Christine Blasey Ford. And the reason Donald Trump is on the attack now is that Donald Trump knows that the less aggressive tactics he was using before did not work and that Brett Kavanaugh has been losing ground every day. Every day has been worse than the day before. And tomorrow there is a strong possibility 
that it will be much worse, a strong possibility that we will have a new accuser, a third accuser, according to attorney Michael Avenatti, who says he represents a woman who is a victim of Brett Kavanaugh's, and Michael Avenatti expects her to make a public statement about that before Thursday's hearing in the Judiciary Committee, when Dr. Ford will finally tell her story and Brett Kavanaugh will defend himself. Chuck Grassley wants this to be the shortest confirmation hearing the Senate has ever had on a Supreme Court justice. There will be no time limit on Dr. Ford's opening statement or Brett Kavanaugh's opening statement, but each senator, as I said, will be limited to five minutes of question time. That means 50 minutes for the 10 Democrats, 55 minutes for the 11 Republicans. But all the Republican questioning, as we said, will be done by Rachel Mitchell, the Maricopa County prosecuting attorney, who will briefly become a Senate employee, who the Republicans have hired to do that job, that Republican men have now admitted they are incapable of doing. A rare admission of Republican men acknowledging they're really, really bad at something. What we saw of Brett Kavanaugh defending himself on Fox News last night must have made Republican senators even more nervous about supporting Brett Kavanaugh. The very worst thing a witness can do is answer a question that has not been asked. And that is what Brett Kavanaugh did twice. He did it in response to just one question. And two of the unnecessary things he said in his answer have now been disputed today by people who know Brett Kavanaugh. Here is that very important question and answer that is a preview of what will happen to Brett Kavanaugh in the Senate Judiciary Committee hearing on Thursday. Did you ever participate in, or were you ever aware of any gang rape that happened at a party that you attended? That's totally false and outrageous. Never done any such thing, known about any such thing. When I was in high school, uh, and I went to an all-boys Catholic high school, a Jesuit high school, where I was focused on academics and athletics, going to church every Sunday at Little Flower, uh, working on my service projects, and friendship. Friendship with my fellow classmates and friendship with girls from the local all-girls Catholic schools. And yes, there were parties. And the drinking age was 18. And yes, the seniors were legal and had beer there. And yes, people might have had too many beers on occasion. And people generally in high school, I think all of us have probably done things we look back on in high school and regret or cringe a bit, but I, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about an allegation of sexual assault. I've never sexually assaulted anyone. I did not have sexual intercourse or anything close to sexual intercourse in high school or for many years thereafter. And the girls uh, from the schools I went to and I uh, were friends. So you're saying that all, through all these years that are in question, you were a virgin? That's correct. Never had sexual intercourse with anyone in high school? Correct. And through what years in college, since we're probing into your personal many life years, there? Many years after. I'll leave it at that. Many years after. He brought that question on himself. Martha McCallum was not going to ask him how long he went in his life before he first had sex. That was not going to be one of the questions. It's not relevant. The question he was asked was simply, did you ever participate in or were you ever aware of any gang rape that happened at a party that you attended? The answer to that should have been no, period. One word. That is all you need for that. And instead, Brett Kavanaugh goes on to say that he never had sex with anyone in high school and for many, many years after high school. 
You give answers like that, and this is what happens. Today, a friend of Brett Kavanaugh's at Yale tweeted this. Perhaps Brett Kavanaugh was a virgin for many years after high school, but he claimed otherwise in a conversation with me during our freshman year in Lawrence Hall at Yale in the living room of my suite. Brett Kavanaugh lied about legally drinking when he was a senior in high school because he was 18, but the drinking age had been raised to 21 by that time. There was not one day of Brett Kavanaugh's high school life that he could legally drink, not one day, and boy did that kid drink. Brett Kavanaugh put it in writing in his high school yearbook. He stated his stated ambition in writing was to be part of the group who drank 100 kegs of beer senior year. Georgetown Prep was a very small school. Brett Kavanaugh would have had to drink at least a keg himself to do his part. And it sounds like Brett Kavanaugh maybe did that. His Yale freshman roommate issued a written statement saying Brett Kavanaugh, quote, was a notably heavy drinker even by the standards of the time and that he became aggressive and belligerent when he was very drunk. I did not observe the specific incident in question, but I do remember Brett Kavanaugh drinking excessively and becoming incoherently drunk. Now that's freshman year in college, and it doesn't sound like somebody who learned how to drink freshman year at Yale. It sounds like he showed up there knowing how to drink. The incident that Brett Kavanaugh's roommate, James Roach, is describing is the accusation that Deborah Ramirez made that Brett Kavanaugh aggressively exposed himself to her when they were both drinking and that when she pushed him away to protect herself, she had to touch him in a way that disgusted her. Brett Kavanaugh's freshman roommate, James Roach, also said this. I became close friends with Debbie Ramirez. Shortly after we both arrived at Yale, she stood out as being exceptionally honest with a trusting manner. As we got to know one another, I discovered that Debbie was, a ve was very worried about fitting in. She felt that everyone at Yale was very rich, very smart, and very sophisticated. And that as a Puerto Rican woman from a less privileged background, she was an outsider. Her response was to try hard to make friends and get along. Based on my time with Debbie, I believe her to be unusually honest and straightforward, and I cannot imagine her making this up. Based on my time with Brett, I believe that he and his social circle were capable of the actions that Debbie described. That's Brett Kavanaugh's freshman roommate at Yale. He believes Brett Kavanaugh's accuser over Brett Kavanaugh. And so Brett Kavanaugh's credibility is on trial, and he lied yesterday on Fox News. He lied about being a legal drinker in high school. He never was. And he portrayed himself as a light drinker when he tried to, and maybe succeeded, at drinking a keg of beer senior year. His best friend, Mark Judge, who Dr. Ford says was a witness and a participant in Brett Kavanaugh's sexual assault on her wrote a book about being a blackout drunk in high school. And he changed the names of real people in his high school memoir. And one of the apparently slightly fictionalized names in the book is Bart O. Kavanaugh, who wasn't as bad a drunk as Mark Judge in the book. But Mark Judge is now hiding out from the press after Republicans have refused to subpoena him to testify. We will be joined later by a reporter who's part of the team who found Mark Judge in his hideout. So Brett Kavanaugh did something that no other Supreme Court nominee has ever done. He decided to do a television interview defending himself, and he got himself in more trouble in the television interview because he so 
openly and provably lied in that interview, which should not be terribly surprising because who can forget that the very first words that Brett Kavanaugh spoke as a Supreme Court nominee were a lie. No president has ever consulted more widely or talked with more people from more backgrounds to seek input about a Supreme Court nomination. You want to know what Brett Kavanaugh looks like when he's lying? Just rerun that video. That's what Brett Kavanaugh looks like when he's lying. Thanks for checking out our YouTube channel. Subscribe by clicking on the button below.
we have new devastating polls on President Trump released today that show the president getting what one poll says is his lowest grade for honesty since he was elected, with 60% of the country saying he is not honest. And, he, and an even larger group, 65% of the country saying he is not level-headed. And that is the essential picture of the president that emerges in Bob Woodward's new book, that he is not honest and he is not level-headed. And that is the same picture that emerged in the anonymous op-ed piece published in the New York Times last week by a senior official in the Trump administration saying that, quote, many Trump appointees have vowed to do what we can to preserve our democratic institutions while thwarting Mr. Trump's more misguided impulses until he is out of office. A Quinnipiac poll done this weekend asked for a verdict from the public on that New York Times op-ed piece with this question. As you may know, there have been anonymously published allegations that senior advisors to President Trump work behind his back to stop him from making what these advisors believe are bad decisions. Do you believe these allegations are true or not? 55% believe that the president's staff work behind his back to stop him from making bad decisions. Only 28% do not believe that, and 17% are not sure. So only 28% of Americans believe Donald Trump is in control of his presidency, 28%. And that poll was being taken this weekend in reaction to the recent revelations about the Trump administration when that poll was being taken. Mike Pence brought the vice presidency to a new low. Do you think you know who Anonymous is? I don't. I don't know. But I, I do know that they should resign and leave this administration. Should all top officials take a lie detector test, and would you agree to take one? I would agree to take it in a heartbeat. And there, Mike Pence took his place in history as the first vice president to volunteer to take a lie detector test. And he did it because he lives in fear of Donald Trump, a man who Mike Pence knows and who we all know would never take a lie detector test about anything. And as Donald Trump has destroyed any pretense of the dignity of the presidency, Mike Pence has done the same for whatever remains left of the perceived dignity of the vice presidency after Republican Vice President Spiro Agnew plea bargained his conviction for tax evasion while, while, the vice while he was vice president in order to avoid charges of bribery, and he resigned the vice presidency in a deal that allowed him to escape prison time. And it is at times like these when Vice President Pence knows that he can hope to escape history's verdict as our worst vice president, thanks entirely <laughs> to Spiro Agnew. Worst vice president, Mike the Pence worst, worst would take president. a lie detector test in a heartbeat? Why? He because is. the president won't believe him if he doesn't take a polygraph test? So what? Does he think the president can fire him? Mike Pence is he one of two. He probably does. He's a dummy. He probably does. He's a dummy. So, uh, you know, I mean, this administration is just – what these people – I'm, I'm going to say this again. What these people are putting America through it is just awful. They have taken America down so low we're looking up at our feet. It, it's just awful terrible what these people are doing to the United States. And they think that their race is the most highest race. Some white people think that their race is the most highest race. Wow. 
And you, you got some white people who are saying they are embarrassed at a lot of these white fuckers in Washington who are taking the country down. And they're proud to take it down. Anyway, it's going to take, there's no doubt, about, no doubt about it, folks. It's going to take Democrats to put the country back on track and to uh, uh, restore some of the damage that the Republicans and Donald Trump has done. It's going to take Democrats to put this. I, I, Hillary said it once. I think I said this before. Hillary said this once. Whenever uh, Republicans fuck up, it takes a Democrat to come in and, and clean up. She didn't use that word, those words, but uh, and that's what she said. All right, Trump news conference. Not on my television. I, I talked about at the beginning of the show. No, Donald Trump cannot ever appear on TV. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> you might, he may pop up at any point in time on your television. Um, you can't always catch it. I mean, you know, I mean, if you're on a computer a lot, you know, you can always see this. And if you're getting news, uh, snippets of news here or there, it's going to be uh, there. Uh, as I've said before, Donald Trump is president of the United States. It's hard not to and hear what he says because people want to report on it even if they don't want to report on it because it is their job it is their job and the poor media I mean I I feel for these guys I mean Donald Trump hates your guts I mean he, he describes you as the enemy of the people and we all know that's not true that's not true he hates you because you make him you make him look bad forgetting that he makes himself look bad and you guys just print it and he doesn't like it. So he's going to come after all of us. <laughs> oh, I'm shaking. Um, this is just something. I mean, there's more news coming out. I mean, every day. Uh, so we have, if we can recap it, we have three women already who have come out and accused this guy of sexual misconduct. And there are those Uh, and there are um, other people who have witnessed these things done by Kavanaugh. I'm, I'm reading something here now that says Kavanaugh, uh, uh, he had some sort of drunken <laughs> fewer in 1998. And this was another sexual sexual uh, uh, thing that was going on in 1998. Okay, this is just ran across my uh, ticker here on my computer that uh, there is some sort of misconduct in 1998. I have to try and delve into to that a little bit more, but it's just, it just it it all just adds up on this guy. He should w- withdraw. He should withdraw because if he doesn't withdraw, whether he's on the Supreme Court or not, this is going to follow him for the rest of his life. He, Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh is a rich man. He is a rich white guy. He got tons of cash. He doesn't need this. He can withdraw in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat, and it'll be over. It'll be all over. He can go back wherever the hell he came from. He's a rich guy. He doesn't have to sit through this. He doesn't have to put up with this. If all of this is supposedly a witch hunt or a democratic conspiracy, uh, or whatever it is. All of these people are not lying, okay? 
And there are those who feel that Kavanaugh lied in his uh, Fox News interview. You know, so they're saying he lied there. And he lied in front of the FBI or he lied in front of Congress. He has a perjury uh, charge on his record, but nobody's doing anything about it. Poor Bill Cosby. He's going to rot in jail alone because everybody else, they they are going to get go free, which is totally, totally uh, not right. So we're just hanging around and... Folks, get your popcorn, get your pop, get get your ice cream. This is good. <laughs> this is so good. And someone once said, someone said, George, it's gonna take, it's going to take decades before we can get the stench of Donald Trump out of America, and it is. It, Donald Trump is going to be talked about every day, un, every day until when? I'll be dead and gone, and they'll still be talking about Donald Trump. You'll be dead and gone, and there's. America would still be talking about Donald Trump. It's going to take years, decades, centuries. This is something that will not be forgotten in American history. What's going on today, uh, the Donald Trump era, the Republicans, this is going to be talked about forever. The stupidness of Donald Trump saying that China said he has a large brain and, and, <laughs> and a lot of people criticizing the news conference uh, that he gave today, which I didn't watch it. I'm pretty sure I get hear things about it, excerpts from it, clips, that sort of thing. But uh, I don't, I don't want Donald Trump on my uh, television. I'm not a fan of Donald Trump. I think he's out to hurt America. He, well, he is out to hurt America. He has hurt America. He's a laughing stock. He's a joke. Uh, to the rest of the world, there is something. I mean, if you watch his speech, you can you'll know by his demeanor and his stance that there is something wrong with him. A lot of people are saying maybe he's going to have a stroke, maybe he's going to have a heart attack. A lot of people are wishing and dreaming that he would have a stroke or a heart attack. Believe me, people uh, are they're not. <laughs> some of some of these uh, uh, shots that Donald Trump is pretty mean. And some of and some of these shots probably get to him, uh, and that's why he say, "Well, you better stop. You better stop." And Donald Trump forgets that he is a public figure. As a public figure, as a public uh, uh, person, politician, you are ripe for criticism. If you don't want anybody to criticize you, do something nice to make people like you, and they will not criticize you. They will be on your side. They will say nice things about you. Do something dumb, say something stupid, be a bastard, be a bitch. People are going to hate you. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't really want him on my television. I don't want him on, yeah, but, but there is no doubt about it. I'm doing a book on Donald Trump, and it's not a good one. It's probably worse than a lot of the books that you've heard about or read about on Donald Trump. So I'm doing a book on him. Yeah, I'm writing a book. I mean, I don't, you know, so. Uh, I'm I'm halfway through with it. Uh, one third, uh, not wait, hold on, hold on, three quarters. I'm three quarters through with it, done with it. At least the first draft, the first draft of it. I'm just about done with it. Forty, uh, seventy thousand, hundred thousand, one hundred thousand words. You know, I'm just about uh, uh, done with it. Uh, yeah. So you won't hear or read the book, or the book will not be available until 
after the midterms, maybe well into 2019. But I'm thinking around around January. I'm thinking the book will be released um, early January. And I call it The Slime of Donald Trump. I think the title is totally, totally appropriate um, for this. And uh, we're just in a time where America is just – we need leadership, man. America needs leadership. Obama comes out every three or four months, show his head, rear his head, say something. Then he goes back down into his hole. We need permanent leadership. We need somebody to stand up to Donald Trump. And, and I do think we may have it in Avenatti, Michael Avenatti, because he is the only person, high-profile person, that actually stands up to Donald Trump. The rest of these assholes, they don't like Donald Trump. They don't like what he's doing. They don't like him as a person, but they will not say anything. You fight fire with fire. You know, I remember uh, Republicans saying all kinds of nasty things about Michelle Obama in the White House. I mean, they called her every kind of monkey name you could think. Do you know that Obama did not come out to defend his wife? I mean, uh, when they were talking about Hillary Clinton and when she was in the White House and the Republicans were talking about calling Hillary Clinton bad names, Bill came out there and defended his wife. He was out there. Oh, you low down Republicans. (laughs) He came up, but but Obama would not say say anything. I mean, Obama was, uh, I mean, they called him kind of all kinds of names, unpleasant names. His wife. They might have even called it. Obama would not come out and defend his family for nothing in the world. I couldn't do that. I mean, if you, I, I couldn't do that. My wife, my kids, you're going to talk about them. You're going to call them nasty names. You're going to call them vile names. Hey, I'm coming back at you. Because I always believed in, because I always believed in fighting fire with, I mean, bullies, you have to stand up to bullies. You have to, Barack Obama said that <laughs> you have to stand up to bullies, and I've never seen him stand up to the Republicans. He might have stood up to them in one or two speeches, but usually he just it was just talk. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Trump calls allegations a big fat con job. Wow, a con job! Where the hell did he get that from? He's saying that the he's saying that the three allegations from these three credible women about Brett Kavanaugh is a con job. And I've said this before. Donald Trump calls people what they call him. If you call him a con, he's going to call you a con. He comes back. He says he calls allegations a big fat con job in this uh, news conference, the one I didn't watch. This is no news. This is crazy. This is loony. This is just bullshit. Saying these women who were sexually assaulted, allegedly, it hasn't been proven yet. Need, there needs to be an investigation, but this probably happened because so many people are coming out, and there are witnesses. There are witnesses to this. And he calls it a big fat con job because that's what he wants you to think, for you to believe, This is so ignorant. This man needs to go. 
where the hell is Bob Mueller? Okay, the president works to wrest his beleaguered Supreme Court nomination back from the blink brink. Wow. Trump defends his own past as Kavanaugh faces allegations. Trump doesn't defend anything about himself. Trump lies <laughs> about himself. He lies. He he gives this I didn't watch the speech. I didn't watch the news conference, but I'm hearing that it was awful. It it was awful. Even here on CNN. Okay, Collins privately raises concerns about new allegations. Republicans are always raising concerns about whatever, but they end up doing what Trump wants them to do. They can be pissed off, angry, upset, but in the end, they're right there with Donald Trump. You know, So you really don't – with the Republicans, you have to not listen to what they say but what they do. Same with Donald Trump. You don't, you, you don't know nothing about this guy touting his accomplishments in America, and there has been none. He has turned back the clock. That's what he's done. He's made people's lives, Americans' lives, a lot worse off than before. That is what he's done. Jake Tapper fact-checks Trump. I wouldn't bother at all about fact-checking Trump because Trump he lies. I'm pretty sure it's over – it's close to or it's over 6,000 lies he told since he's been in uh, office as president. I'm pretty sure it's more, more than that over his lifetime. It's probably <laughs> – wow, that's too many to count. Um, so uh, it, it's just this – this um, news conference, excuse me, didn't go off as well as he should have. And if, if many people like myself did not watch this news conference, and there's thousands and thousands of people out there who say that they did not watch the conference, who did not watch a news conference, this is going to spell bad for Donald Trump when, when it comes out that the, when the polling comes out and says that uh, this is one of the lowest news viewed news conferences news conferences in in America he he's not going to like that he's going to go back and say 50 million people saw it you know and we know he's lying this man is the worst ever he is the worst thing ever that crawled up out of somebody's ass and into the white house he is the worst a lot of people call donald trump the antichrist <laughs> the devil in the white house I can see that somewhat because this guy is just all about tearing America apart uh, uh, back at the people, uh, getting back at Americans, Americans themselves, uh, uh, you know, and telling Puerto Rico that they cannot become, they cannot have statehood because the, the mayor of that, of Puerto Rico doesn't like Donald Trump. She says nasty things about him, so he's not going to give statehood when it's not his decision to give to give her her or her country any or any country statehood. It's not his decision. It's up to Congress. But however, Congress is in the pockets of Donald Trump. So Donald Trump is telling Congress don't give them any kind of statehood. <laughs> 
The Republicans are not going to do it. They're not going to give Puerto Rico nothing because they are following the lead of their king, of their king, Donald Trump, you know. But eventually, Puerto Rico will get statehood. I mean, they, if you think about it, Puerto Rico, they do all the things that that we do here in America. Why shouldn't they get statehood? It's, it, I don't think they're able to vote them, you know. But they have to, they have to pay taxes, I guess. So I think they should have all the benefits of being a state. Donald Trump doesn't want that. They don't like him. They say bad things about him. Remember when he threw uh, the uh, hurricane victims? He went there and threw paper towels at him. He's a dumb fuck. <laughs> he's he's a dumbass. And now he's saying that he do, he doesn't want to give them statehood. So they can be a part of the United States. So, so if uh, Puerto Rico became a state, that would make 51 states if they became a state. Donald Trump doesn't want that because the mayor of Puerto Rico doesn't like him. So if she doesn't like him and kiss his ass, he's, he's not going to make that uh, country a state. But he doesn't think about all the other people there. Because he doesn't give a fuck about those people. Donald Trump doesn't give a fuck about the people of Puerto Rico, and he doesn't. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck about the people. Pardon my language, but he doesn't care about the people of America either. He doesn't care about anybody. It's his own skin. He doesn't care much about you, me, or anybody. But he wants. But whenever he's whenever he's on television, he wants us to turn it on so we can watch him. But he doesn't really give a damn about none of us, any of us. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. I'm stuttering here, folks, as you can probably tell, but it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, the show is just about over, but I know the minute I turn everything off and uh, to, for tomorrow, uh, we'll be on tomorrow, but as soon as we shut it down tonight, and uh, it's going to be more and more, <laughs> more news uh, coming from everywhere on this uh, confirmation. Brett, Brett Kavanaugh, Donald Trump's uh, ignorant new conference, because that's what people are describing it as uh, strange. Every time he talks, it's strange, because you, you don't know what the hell this man is talking about. I don't think he knows what he's talking about. He just want to be seen and heard. That's all, that's all it is with Donald Trump. He wants to be seen and heard. You Shut up and you listen to him. This is what this is how he thinks. And you give him his props. Donald Trump wants the people of America to stand up and bow to him like he's a king and he's not king. And he gets pissed off when you don't treat him like he's a king or you don't treat him like uh, he's an emperor or, or something like that. Uh, and uh, he he really gets pissed off, uh, and he gets angry. He's pissed off, and he's a mean old son of a bitch. He is one mean guy. All right, folks, I want to thank you for tuning in to the George Wilder Jr. Show um, out of uh, the city of Chicago. It is a beautiful city, folks. Don't believe, don't believe the hype. Don't believe everything you hear. It's not that bad. Yeah, we have our shootings. We have our crime. I mean, what city, what state uh, doesn't? 
you know, we just need uh, we just need new leadership, someone with some new ideas, fresh ideas, a new way to a new path that they're going to lead the city into. Uh, and we're working on it. We are working on it. Mayor Rahm Emanuel, uh, our mayor, he uh, mayor for two terms. He's not going to run anymore. He's been awful. So maybe we can get somebody in office, someone in office who really knows how to bring down crime and protect the citizens of this city, a beautiful city. And I hope that's going 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 on wherever you are in the world, uh, that you're safe and that um, you know crime is not a big deal or 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 a great concern uh like like it is sometimes in the big cities like New York, Chicago, Los Angeles um and some other places also so the George Wilder Jr show want to say to everybody stay safe stay safe you know stay safe and also vote blue vote blue as if your life depend on it because it it does we don't get what we want midterm Republicans believe me we want these fuckers out we want these fools out alright um, I want to say uh, have a good evening have a great morning and afternoon wherever you find yourself listening to the George Wilder Jr. show a podcast or whatever uh, you know because you can listen to the show anytime in your car, you know, wherever you are, you can listen to the George Wilder Jr. show at any time, uh, any day, any night, any morning. So, you know, that that's why I always say enjoy the George Wilder Jr. show, whether you're listening in the daytime, the morning, the evening, the weekend. Always enjoy it and have a great one, everybody. And make sure that you stay safe and always, always vote to take someone to the polls, get some registers about early voting. And we can do this and take our country back. Bye-bye.
hatred from the mighty and the mighty from the small. 